With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hour number two, Jeff Cameron Show. Libations Friday, Lucy Goosey edition of the show. Thanks for tuning to it. I'm Jeff. That's Tom. There's Director Matthew. Appreciate you. Hey, listen, before we get started with the hour, let's... uh, Celebrate moms and wish everybody a happy Mother's Day for this weekend. Uh, favorite sports memory involving your mother? I'll, I'll go first. Uh, so at a very early age, I learned that my mom was a passionate supporter of me <laughs> and uh, my brothers because uh, I could hear her uh, in the beginning days, six years old, playing soccer, cheering if I did anything at all, like kick the ball. You know, there was a very loud celebration uh, of, of said moment. And then as the years advanced and the sports um, uh, became bountiful and I played uh, just about everything, like a lot of kids, just season to season, playing everything, you know, uh, she, she never missed a game. And uh, I'm forever grateful of that. I never realized it at the time how that not everybody was that fortunate, you know. So she was at every one of my games. I'm, I, I don't think she ever missed a game of any sport that I ever played ever. But I remember in high school as a freshman uh, playing football and you, you get, you know, you, you, you can get called up. And I got called up to, to varsity and getting very excited about that moment, right. And I got in on special teams. And I was determined, despite weighing probably at that time 150 pounds, soaking wet, 160 pounds, whatever it was. I was like, I got, I got to do something because I'm not going to get in the game in ninth grade. I just got a chance to like, not an actual offensive or defensive play, special teams. So I made a tackle. I was running down. I happened to make it. I just tripped a guy up. Just barely got him. It was not even that great a play. I didn't break the wedge or anything like that. I just, I used speed and got around the corner and tripped this guy up. And over the PA. They said the name, you know, uh, Jeff Cameron on the tackle. <laughs> Yay, Jeffrey! It echoed throughout the entire play, and I was mortified the way you are in ninth grade of your parents, right? But, I mean, everybody could hear it for four blocks. And I look up kind of out of the corner of my eyes. I'm jogging off the field in the stands, and there she is celebrating. I think we were getting beat by 100. It was just this. Oh, her voice can carry. Oh, you, you Cameron's, all of you. Yes, all of you. Yes. So that, But at that time, I was mortified. But now I laugh and I smile, and I think of how great that is. So, yeah. 
Um, I've got a kind of a sweet memory, and uh, I won't get too emotional over it, but it was during COVID, and uh, when the Lightning were about to win their first of two in a row, they were beating Dallas, and it was game six. You could kind of count it down because they were up two goals, and I talked to my mom over the phone, and we were counting down the seconds, and she was counting it down. She was so excited. She got attached to that team in a, in a very special way. Um, I don't know why. It was out of nowhere. I'm like, man, Mom, you remember every detail of all these games. So when we had the chance, and it was we were lucky because we had a chance to close it out in overtime. Uh, that was the night that Mike Norvell had COVID, and we played Miami and got our asses handed to us down in that building two years ago. And thankfully, we lost that game so I could watch the full winning of the Cup in Game 6. And uh, as the seconds are going down inside of one minute, Mom and I were just chatting. And we're like, we did it. They, they did it, Mom. And she was just so... So satisfied. Happy. Oh, it was, I'll never forget that moment. Like, you Those know, are great as, moments. As a kid, there are all kinds of stuff. She's, you know, mama's part sports psychologist for all their kids. You know, like you're yeah, mad about the, a day or you're happy about something. Like, hey, pump the brakes. You're not that great. Or if you had a really bad day, it's okay. You're 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 a good player. But um, yeah, the, the a recent memory is one of my favorites. All right, so it is. Without getting sappy, we. Doff the cap and say we love you moms everywhere. Great job and happy Mother's Day to all of you in advance. Also, it is uh, the Kentucky Derby this weekend, Saturday, May the 7th. Churchill Downs, of course. Uh, And who do you ask is going to win it? I have no idea. I just look at the names of the horses. I don't know if you do this at your household, but in my household, we gamble. I taught my kids at an early age that they should gamble their life savings away if possible. Uh, I didn't do that. Because that's what living is. Perhaps, by example, they have seen me gamble. Uh, But we put together a little pool in the house in which the winner gets to pick where we go to dinner. That's how this works. Nice. That's That's uh, awesome. Yeah. So there it is. The melting pot it is. Whoops. Wait a minute. They're they're not a sponsor. (laughs) Uh, But we, we throw that out there and then... I, you know, you could look at the odds and you say, well, I think Zandon's going to win it all. Uh, maybe you do. I don't know. But usually I think we all pick our favorite horse based on uh, the name of the horse. And, of course, the best part of the Kentucky Derby is, in fact, the names of the horses. There's not much else to it. I don't really care to watch it all that much. doesn't interest me. I've never been fascinated by it. You know how there are sporting events when people say, well, before you die, you have to go and see the World Cup. You have to have participated in a Super Bowl or something like that. People usually will throw in the Kentucky Derby. Oh, before you go, you got to get to the Kentucky Derby. Don't care if I do or don't, ever. I'd go. The right offer. Somebody said, hey, man, I'll put you up. You know, come see it. That's see a who's it. who, too. If you can get into a nice corporate spot, you know, you'll see a lot of celebrities hobnob with Hall of Famers That's and stuff like that. one of the like reasons that. I kind of hate it. But anyhow, I, I mean, to be honest with you, I think like, I would do it if the right... I'm not going to go out of my way. You and I, when the Lightning made it to the Stanley Cup Finals and we were working together in media, knew we had an opportunity to get press passes to see the Stanley Cup Finals. And not only was it a labor of love because we both root for and love the Lightning, but it was also a great opportunity to cover the Stanley Cup Finals and to say, as a media member, there you were covering... The Stanley Cup Finals. And so we did that together, and I'll always remember it. I've been able to do that with a Super Bowl. I've been able to do that with a World Series. I've been able to do that with multiple national championship games. All those things. I have not done that with a Final Four because I was waiting for Florida State to get there, uh, and I would like to. And I've never done it with an NBA Finals, and I still would like to do that. Um, But 
a lot of people would say, would, would you want to go to the Kentucky Derby? Nah, nah, not really. Don't care. Yeah, I agree. The Ryder Cup was one of the big ones for me. Check that off the list. The Masters is on the list. You've been there, and you you did it in a way that, I don't know, if you went back for a standard Saturday, you'd be like, this is not as good as for, the for first which? The Masters. Oh, the Masters, you can't, yeah. You can't do it better than you've done it already. You can't. Uh, I think of Short myself, of playing. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, I think of myself as incredibly fortunate for that moment. I, I it's, it's, it's an amazing time. Uh, and, 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 and if people ask me, the coolest thing you've ever been able to do because of the job that you have, I mentioned that Masters because I got to talk to Jack and the cabins, and we, yeah, that was different. That, that was amazing. Got between the ropes. Got to, yeah, that was a lot of cool. Shit. A Mets World Series would be that. That is my golden goose. Now is like a World Cup. You mentioned. I'm like, eh, I don't know. To cover it, to be there, to be in, the, yeah, to be in attendance. But to be in attendance. I had tickets to Game Three of the uh, 2006 World Series. The only problem was Game Three was in St. Louis. It was not in New York, so mm. that didn't do me any good. How did you have tickets to St. Louis? No, because we lost Game 7 uh, in 2006. Toughy. Andy Chavez made the catch. You think it's your year. You were All wrong. All time great catch. Aaron Heilman said, hell no. Names of the horses. Mo Donegal, Happy Jack, Epicenter, Summer is Tomorrow. Great name. 30 to 1 odds. Summer is Tomorrow is not going to win. Smile Happy, Messier, Crown Pride. Messier, like Mark Messier? Yeah, I, I don't know if that is who owns the horse, but it Stands to reason that perhaps... Did they spell Messiah wrong? <laughs> uh, charge it. Tis the bomb. Zandon. Simplification. Barber Road. White Alberio. Cyberknife. Classic Causeway. Tampa St. Pete. Tawny Port. Zosos. And Rich Strike. I gotta tell you, as a collection of names, garbage... This is the worst we've had. Usually there's one where you're like, that is tremendous. Cyberknife is kind of cool. It's great. It's the clear winner. I'll just ask our mutual friend, uh, Aussie Pete. He bets on the ponies. Like, he knows what's going on on different continents with horse racing. It's crazy. Good. Well, he's Australian. <laughs> yeah, but he would have a guess on this one. Uh, I'll tell you this. The, uh, the, the depth of knowledge about horse racing, horses in general, how they're it's bred, a culture. how they're trained, uh, the all-time greats, the different races and tracks. Uh, perhaps there aren't many people who know more than my father. He is a horse racing historian. Um, he lived down in Hialeah, worked in Hialeah as a kid in high school. His family background is that of uh, that they raised horses, uh, not not fabulously wealthy in any way or whatsoever. This was back at a time where that could happen. Nowadays, you can't really get in the horse racing game unless you have uh, a gazillion dollars, so it would seem. But he had family members who did in the D.C. area and uh, remembers it well. But for whatever reason, he's always loved um, just the history of the sport and the you know how majestic horses are. They're beautiful creatures, and he can name like he'll be like, "Oh, in 1961, uh, the fabulous Mula raced uh, and did this and this and that." You know, it's like what? That is really impressive, Dad. That was before she knew Mark Henry. <laughs> yeah, so he it was always uh, it was always impressive. But I so at some point we're going to relaunch the bellying up venture. Mm -hmm. Here's a concept for one of those though. Let the camera roll. Get your dad and Aussie Pete together. A and case, let them talk horse a case racing? of beer. Yes, and just let them go for like an hour. I'll bet that would be riveting. 
and I don't care about horse racing. Bottom line is, if we're talking about fringe sports on a weekend where it would be okay to talk about fringe sports because really not a lot going on, Florida State's baseball series is a nothing series. I'm really just hyper-focused on the softball team getting back to the World Series and winning it. And so every weekend I just assume they're going to win because they're that kind of dominant. There's not, uh, you know, regular season Major League Baseball and the second round of the NBA playoffs I can't spend the entirety of two hours on. I've, I've talked some about it. Obviously, we've done plenty on what's going on in college football between visits and the portal and we're all waiting anxiously to see which names come in so this is really kind of a weekend where off-brand sports and sports talk you can get into but I don't love the Kentucky Derby won't pretend to know a ton about it I do watch it have a little fun with my family with it but I don't care that much about it I don't care about mint juleps they suck I don't they do they suck yes they're terrible yes agree I've done that five or six times I've gone to parties where the mint juleps are flowing because it's Kentucky Derby party you drink them you go this thing sucks get it away from me anyhow so uh, there, Give me a mojito instead uh, if we're going to do mint. Anything better than this nonsense. <laughs> um, so all of it. So it's tough. You know, I just can't. What are you going to do? Uh, but where was I going with that? Oh, just stories and horses and all. Fringe sports. I There are like probably 12 others that I would p- care to celebrate and talk about more than I would uh, the Kentucky Derby. That's it. Yeah, I agree. And with the softball venture, you know, the Super Regional, as long as we're winning, we're going to host all the way through to Oklahoma City. That's Memorial Day weekend, I believe I read correctly on the schedule. So Nice. Be wandering around the fields, maybe that parking garage. You have to because oh, it's going to yeah. be 157 degrees. Right. You'll be livid like I always Bring a say. generator and you a big fan. You ever notice this? When, you, when we make the transition in Florida or the South in general from, my, it's pleasant, so glad we live here. You know, I've got a brother who lives in New Hampshire who I love dearly, and it was like snowing a week ago, and he's just, you know, every year at this time, like, son of a... I mean, it's April. What are we doing out here with the snow? You know, it's like 20 degrees. He's walking his dog, looking in the camera. He does this Marco Polo. We stay in touch that way. We talk to each other, and he'll be like, yeah, it's 22 here today. I'm like, whoo that sucks for you. And then I'm a jerk, and I'll go, yeah, well, it's, you know, it's uh, 71 here, beautiful, little breeze. It's going to be a good day. Tom and I are going golfing. That kind of thing, right? But when we transition, when we go from 77, nice little beautiful day to it's hot, there ain't no turning back now. Yes. Uh, the heat wave has been turned on, buddy. And we're screwed because this was a really nice spring. It lasted a long time. Well into April, and actually it might have, you know, a couple of those mornings to begin this month were not terrible, which means that it will be November, late November, before we get to that kind of weather again. Yes. Yeah, we're kind of screwed on all of football season, for all of every the dis- Saturday. For all of the disappointment that our northern friends feel on a regular basis regarding cold-ass weather for way too long periods of time, I would say that we are envious when football season begins, and by mid-October you see gentlemen in the stands wearing sweatshirts and the like as they attend a Big Ten game or really anywhere else, say out in the Pac-12, whatever. You're like, mm, yeah, that's the that, only good thing that about... That wouldn't suck. It's the only good thing about those noon kickoffs. In the Big Ten, yeah, you, you get to see the cold you weather. You live vicariously through them. Mm-hmm. You're like, look at that. That guy's gay. He, he, she's got a scarf on. It must be. Yeah. But with us, we're like, yeah, it's October. It's 96. The hell we do? Deserve this nonsense. Sitting out here. At we a got a taste of that in Dothan. Because Dothan's about four or five degrees warmer up there than it is here. Which it was this past week. Yes. I, for no damn reason. Plus, you're in Dothan. It's a good thing the course is gorgeous and we had such great company and people to play with because otherwise you're in Dothan and it's 95 and you're like, Jesus, 
What are we doing in Dothan with this heat? It's a toughie. Making putts. <laughs> I think one of the guys in our group, did you see they had a fan? Like a, They put it on the steering wheel. I think it was in our group. So there's like a giant cooling fan, and they had it attached, so it's got its own power supply. Yeah. Would you do that no. in a golf cart? I, I feel like that's just, no. now you're just teasing me. Well, I'm a grown man. I can handle the heat. You know, we don't need it. After all that, yeah, like, yeah. still, still, I mean, you, you got to be in it. Just buck up. Mm-hmm. You let it, you let it wash over you. Oh yeah. You complain. You get one complaint. It's at the beginning. It's, it's her, <laughs> and for you, it's a, it's a hardy one. It's, it's a, a hardy one. It's a GD bomb always. Well, minus five thousand. Just so you know, we're Tom and I are walking to the car. This is what he's talking about when we golf together in the dead of summer. Notice we don't abscond from. We get out there. We we, we I mean, excuse me. Uh, we, we're not. Adverse to golfing, I should say, in the hot weather. But I have to be permitted the opportunity to lay down with a, a series of... It's usually the second or the third tee. Yeah, it's never the first tee. Yeah, I've yeah. already mentally prepared myself for what's about to happen when mm-hmm. we step out there. And I'm like, woof. Because it's so hot you can hear it. Yeah. Oh, it's got a sound. And it's usually me kind of like, uh, all right. Let that wash over you there for a second. You look boy. around before. Feel it's that. a pattern. You look around. I like didn't know like, I did that. Mm-hmm. You look around it's either like side. like I'm looking for re- <laughs> <Yeah>. respite. <laughs> and then, ah, you know, with a GD bomb. Well, usually it's a GD, it is effing da-da-da-da, and then, and then <laughs> you're usually smiling. Like, I'm over the ball. Well, you're I'm usually like, yeah, yeah, that was coming. Uh, we are on hole three. He got through two. Right. Without stating the obvious, the GD loudly. bomb for the heat on two, and then a bomb on eighteen T from you. That's you can book those two things. It's gonna happen always. Yeah, I'm gonna hit a drive further than I've hit any drive of the day on number eighteen. It's the freedom that comes with it. Doesn't matter anymore, and it's just whoosh. You're like, where the hell was that? I left that back on eleven on that when I threw up that seven. That was the end. <laughs> it's the Jeff Cameron Show, ninety-three three Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply speaking of uh names of horses kentucky derby one of those being summer is tomorrow That'd be a reminder that uh, right around the corner, you will be wearing decidedly less clothing, as I've mentioned before. In order to do that comfortably, you can't be a fat ass. Got to get it together. Got to get it together. And that's why, as you just heard, you should make a run over to Orange Theory Fitness, of which there are two in town. Say hello. Say, I'm tired of being a little bit hefty. Got to get it together. Let's get to Get one of those workouts in, and you'll see science-backed technology that uh, not only tracks exactly what you're doing, but it is the impetus for the kind of success you're looking for. It holds you accountable, but it is measurable, and that matters. You can watch your fitness improve along the way, and it happens pretty rapidly. 
That's what the heart rate monitor shows you. You'll get a month free with the purchase of a heart rate monitor as well. The first class, by the way, is always free. So I would advise you, as I have and so many others have, to uh, join the cult. It's a good cult. It's not the kind that's going to poison you out in the middle of nowhere. No, instead, you're going to get healthier. You're going to do the right things. Good times. Orange Theory Fitness. Don't forget that first class. You want to ease whatever fears you may have, allay whatever concerns you have, that first class is free. It'll let you know what it's all about, and you'll see it's highly supportive, well-coached. Orange Theory Fitness. I'm tired of being a little hefty. Sounds like a great comedy special, doesn't it? <laughs> With the name of a band? Yeah. Um, or just a one-off comment as you're eating something you ought not. Boy, I'm tired of being a little hefty. I'll have to make some changes uh-huh. after I get done eating this ice cream. On the morrow. <laughs> Never today. Yeah. Sweet tooth. I don't have one, but I do have guilty pleasures, beers being uh, often high on that list. Uh, but if I, I can give up, like, I can give up. I don't care about cake. Don't really care about cookies. Don't really care about cookies. Do, uh, do like ice cream and pie. Not together there, necessarily, but I, I do like ice cream. And is there something that every once in a while you just have a random craving for that you've got to have that is a sweet? For me, it's M&M's. Every once in a great while, just old school, plain m and You just M&M's. think to yourself, I want some M&M's. Yeah, it's like once a year, but but i got to have them. So but I'm that guy at the grocery checkout who grabs a bag of M&M's. Huh. No, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups would be the answer if I'm going to buy candy. And I don't ever buy candy. I really don't. I I. I'll buy it for my kids or something, but I, I don't ever think, oh, I got to have. If you have Reese's, if somebody says, hey, you want a peanut butter cup, all right, yeah, I'll have a peanut butter cup, but I don't really buy them. It's also comforting around the holiday season to have the green and red M&Ms. Just, you don't have to eat them if they're just you in just the just like jo- seeing yeah, them? Yeah, if they're around somewhere in the house. Also, the miniature Reese's peanut butter cups are really good. <laughs> so, you see where I, where yeah, I go. Yeah. I go it's the Reese's peanut and, butter cups. And you and a root beer every once in a great while. You are so thrilled. We're like, I'm going to have a root beer. And you say that to the waitress, and she's like, okay, fine. Yeah. But you're like, I'm announcing. Once in a great while. Yeah. And when I do, I celebrate it. It is the only moment of weakness involving a soda. I don't care about a Dr. Pepper, a Coke, a Sprite, you name it. Don't care at all. Haven't had sodas in ages. But every now and then, a root beer. And it needs to be a fountain. Yes, correct. Has to be a fountain root beer. And so every once in a while, I'll say, oh, buddy, we're getting crazy. We're living high on the hog today. Going to get us a big old root beer. Did you ever do a root beer float as I a kid? did back in the day. Hey, I told you when I used to work at the Don Cesar, I would make myself all sorts of uh, combinations of ice creams and sodas and things in an effort to gain weight. I can't believe what I was able to get away with my senior year in high school trying desperately to gain weight. Wanted to be, my goal was to be 220 pounds before I went off to Etsu. And I was lifting every day and doing all the things that you're supposed to do the right way, except for when I worked, which was just piles of ice cream and hot fudge sundaes, everything under the sun, because A, you're working out incessantly. Also, you got the metabolism of a 16, 17-year-old kid. You can eat anything you want. It's hard to gain weight. I miss those days desperately. I would have banana splits the size of Texas. Those were good days, man, because I was like you Mm. in that I was so active. I wasn't a kid who was inside always playing video games. I do that at night when the sun was down, but I'd skate two hours a day in my driveway playing hockey and, and I'd walk golf courses. I, you know, I wasn't old enough to drive and I would eat everything. And it's funny now because my nephews are on the Xbox and we, we get together once a week and they're always like munching on something. I'm like, what are you eating now? 
Like, they just go meal to meal to meal. It's one hour. And half the time when they're commenting, they're like, well, yeah, you see the guy's around the corner there. I'm like, what are you eating now? He goes, oh. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, I, I made a cake. Wish. I'm having a cake. Like, didn't you just have steak? He's like, yep, yep I'm having a cake now. If you want to have fun, go to the questions segment of um, Ask Andy from, uh, I think it's The Athletic. The reason I ask, I bring this up just to make you laugh, is this is frequently a question that people have. And we, Schadenfreude's very real, especially in the offseason when you're talking about what is or isn't and what you hope for. Uh, not just your own team, but what kind of fate fall, befalls the others, you know. And the, the, one of the first questions is this one, which I'll read just to say aloud because it makes me laugh. But I actually am curious what you think, because I haven't really decided what I think. And I am curious what our chat folks think about this as well. What is more likely, Texas A&M failing yet again to meet high expectations over the next few years, or Texas exceeding expectations over the next few years? Now, that's a good question for a lot of reasons. Texas, which did not have a single player drafted in the NFL draft uh, the other day, which is really hard to imagine. Unbelievable. It is unreal. Yes, yeah, that, that's an overused word, but that is unbelievable. It is unbelievable. How does Texas, of all places, teams, organizations, regions, not have a player draft? Now, I'll grant you, we had one. <laughs> but it's still one. It's still one. It ain't none. I could only choose one. <laughs> <laughs> but they had done. Moreover, Texas just on the regular. I don't know how many times in the last 10 years you and I watching a game, either together or you call me and we're talking about the games that are coming up, what angle we have to bet, what player has shined, what we expect for a, an opponent of Florida State. Now, somewhere in there, the conversation shifts to, can you believe Texas lost today to Texas Tech by 14 at home? Like, that conversation happens all the time. We're like, dude, TCU beat the brakes off of Texas yeah, today. Yeah. Where we're just like, you know, just blown away by the ineptitude. The Alabama pregame show, the Slammer, when we were in Atlanta. You, well, you were, and mm -hmm. I was back in Tallahassee. Yeah. You were like, oh, I see that Maryland is destroying Texas. So like, that oh made you laugh. God. Yeah, yeah. And that was the early game. Yep. And I yes, was like, was. Maryland yep. is just boat racing Texas, Tom. And at that time, I felt back as Stephanie, of course, not Stephanie, sorry, Jamie was going to Texas, and yeah. and 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 I was kind of like, so we in your household, there's a little soft spot for Texas. So oh it's, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like, it's a B team in the household. It's got its own due because of uh, the year that she had there working yeah. for him. Yeah. Well. But yes, yeah. they're see they know September pains like we do. They are very much the same as we are. Where September, it's over. Except grand for we've opening, had grand closing. Championships along the way. Yeah, they have yeah, a whole yeah. lot of nothing. That's true. Like other than Vince single-handedly winning winning a championship. It would have been interesting if Colt McCoy didn't coach. if Colt McCoy didn't get hurt. That in that yeah, uh, he did. It was Garrett Gilbert. That's what happens when you're tiny? Um, but now here's the, here's what I would tell you. Here's what it, so <laughs> now. What was the question though? It's it's Texas A and M. Yeah. Failing, failing to meet high expectations okay. over the next few years or Texas exceeding expectations over the next few years. And it's – it's a, listen, I, I do think with Texas, and I, I did not believe that that team would continue to suffer going into last year. You make the change, coach, you think, okay, they'll move in the right direction. 
John Robinson is one of the best running backs in the country. First of all, that's another side note. If you're a Texas fan out there and we're just talking college football at large, he's going to get drafted, so that streak is over. But he's a really good player. I just didn't think they would stink like they did. A&M, it's very strange. Um, this is national title or bust. It's the only reason they brought him in. It's the only reason they overpaid for him. It's the only reason they overpaid in the extension. It's the only reason that they paid for that recruiting class that he's offended by when you ask him. It's the only reason, all of it. And yet, I, you know, I, the, the, the numbers tell me that they, they're going to compete for the West. And if you can compete for the West of the SEC, you can win a national championship. I don't know about this year, but... Next year, year after. You can even go to the playoff without winning it, the you, West. Well, you have that many good players. And you and I don't believe Jimbo to be incompetent. So, listen, if you have that many good players, it's almost like, you know, th- that is – you are so insulated and protected by the fallback to a five-star that no matter what you're doing to screw things up, bigger, stronger, faster at some point all adds up to – I'll make the play anyhow. Right. It's like automatically eight wins. So what do you do with the other four games? Yeah. You know, just, when you have that level of talent. Well, and also, it's like, I go back to the Florida State-Auburn National Championship game and the fake punt. When you go back and watch the video of that, they knew it was coming. How could you not? The whole stadium did. I'm telling you. You know, like, we're like, oh, come on. You got to fake this. You can't not. So everybody knows the kid that recognizes it for Auburn is a half step too late to get to the corner. But it's Carlos Williams, one of the freakish athletes to ever step foot on a college football field, right? That kid could have been standing over there and he wasn't going to make that play because Carlos Williams. Yeah, would have just trucked him anyway. If you have that many good players who are bigger, stronger, faster, at some point you can t- – it's the Randy Moss effect. I used to say it all the time. I'm telling you, downtown to Moss, triple cover, good luck. He's going to go up and catch it. One of my favorite touchdowns in FSU lore is one that won't ever make a highlight reel. It's against Duke and the Dead Fish that year in the ACC championship game where Jameis hands the ball to Carlos and his hands are immediately up for a touchdown from like the eight-yard line. Carlos hasn't gotten to the line of scrimmage. Usually your hands are up if you're throwing the ball as a quarterback. His hands are up because Carlos is about to destroy dudes. And yeah, destroy him. he just knows. Carlos did. Yeah, James. Bigger did. and stronger touchdown. equals screw you. Almost always. So the answer here is correct from get down or lay down. It's Texas A&M failing because the expectations are unreal. Like, if the question was worded, what's more likely, A&M loses three games or Texas exceeds expectations, I think that becomes an interesting debate. But if you're talking about failing, just failing expectations, when it's win it all or you're a loser, A&M is the easy choice in that yeah, question. Yeah, because they could go 10-2 and two and it would be seen as a yeah, failure or because they really are – national championship or bust, you have to be at that kind of money, and I'm not just talking about the head coach, the kind of money they're throwing at players. This is, look, we want to win a damn national championship. Where it hurts them or where it potentially becomes uh, an Achilles heel, with the weight of that, Jimbo has never done a good job of masking stress and not showing it to his players. That is an area of weakness. He has plenty of areas of strength, but there are areas of weakness, and that is for every coach, right? That is a guy who has a terrible poker face, and when stressed or frustrated or even, God forbid, confused by something, he wears it. It is it, it is evident to all in the room in the moment. And if you have the expectations of those 
rabid, insane, fairly twisted fan base and fans with all of the money and everything else, plus the height of competition in the West of the SEC, you get to the middle of the third quarter and it's 13-all against Mississippi State in a game you're favored by 14 and a half. You start to feel that yeah. just a and little bit more. You're at home. Yeah. So, you know, that, that turns a little bit more. And just you feel it. And then when you look to the sidelines and your head coach's beady eyes are shifting all over the place about why, yeah, how is this happening? Hands on his head because the throw was just too long and complete, you know? Yeah, it you was the tell, right call. Yeah. It was a touchdown, but he missed him. You could tell how important that play was to him. It affected him that well, you did not he execute knows, that play. Well, because he knows it was the right call. They have it dialed up against the right look, and that's the coverage. And before the snap, he's like, this is it. This is a touchdown right here. This is going to change the game. Oh, he missed it. And that's the human element that is infuriating to him. It's the guy who gets affected by the lip out, you know, the four-footer. Like, some dudes are like, ah, oh, I'm pissed. Others are shaken by it, and they go, oh, no. It's possible to lose. I had a lip out when we played yesterday, Tom, on a, about a 12-foot putt that I could not have struck any better. It was in the mouth until the last second. I don't know if it hit an ant or what, but it just turned and then did a whole loop diddy loo around the hole, and I was just forced to stare longingly. Those were some uh, tough edges there. I just kind of. At RTJ. Went, okay. okay. That's what we're doing out here today. Okay. Let me ask you that, that revised question, though. What's more likely, A&M loses three games or Texas exceeds expectations? I'd have to go to Texas' expectations in the sense that I don't know what they are. Um, When you're coming off of the season they had, which wasn't good, um, again, what are their expectations? you got to define your terms. Um, You tell me, what, that that they win eight games? Eh, I don't know about all that. I'd have to to really delve deep into the roster, delve deep. And when we preview the Big 12, we will. That'll be a question that we need to bookmark then. Is it – like Longhorns ten wins or Aggies three losses, that kind of a thing. The What's Longhorns more likely? The Longhorns aren't winning ten games. I can tell you that now. So that's not happening. Nine. You're not going from sub five hundred to winning right. ten games. They're not doing that. Nine versus three, whatever it is, because both are unlikely. I think Texas A. I'm taking the over on Texas A and M's total. Then they're going to win ten games. I think they're, they're going to go ten and two. They they've got a shot. That is a good football team uh, with. A ton of athletes, and the way that that schedule shakes out. Listen, they got Miami early. Yeah, they play Miami on the seventeenth. Yeah, they're going to hammer Miami, uh, and then from there we get what? Go through that. I'll give you W's and L's for Texas A&M right now. All righty, without the sounder. Yeah, we don't need the sounder for Texas A&M. Uh, so it's Miami on Saturday, that's a, September seventeenth. Win against Miami. Then they're playing Arkansas. Now that's a that's, that's a, nice a Jerry's deal. world because Jerry loves him some great Arky. great game great game. Uh, I still like A&M there. At Mississippi State, October 1st. Whom they lost to a year ago, inexplicably, mm-hmm. at A&M, by the way. They lost that game. That is, like, see, that's what we're talking about. That's the head-scratcher. Yes, it's an interesting place on the schedule, too, because the next week they're at Alabama. Yeah, they're going to lose to Alabama uh, soundly, but they'll beat uh, they'll beat Mississippi State this year. So i got to be 3-1. and one. Go ahead. Okay. Happy well, their first two games are Sam Houston and Appy State. So 5-1 so, yeah, and yeah, one yeah. at this point, yeah. Uh, by week after Bama, and then they go to South Carolina. A tricky game for them. They should win it. I still don't love South Carolina's offense. Uh, I, I'll give A&M the win there. Interesting that they don't play at home from September 17th as their final home game. Their next home game is October 29th against Ole Miss. They, 
with that defense, they ought to have enough. And Matt Corral's gone from Ole Miss. I like AM to win that game at home. Yeah, again, it's at home. Next week at home, they host the Gators. That was their uh, their cross this year. Yeah, they'll beat Florida. On the road at Auburn the next week. They've struggled with Auburn before, but the Auburn program is a mess right now. I would think that they are at peak hysteria by that time. Uh, they, they're going into the season where nobody wants the kid coach to be there. So I, because of that kind of dysfunction, I like A&M. All righty. Uh, UMass tune-up the next week. Yep. And no, no Walt Bell to kick around. That's right. And it's uh, LSU. And that game is at home this year for Texas A&M. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, see what I mean? I mean that's ten wins. They're yeah. going to get to ten wins. Yep. That they, 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 the the sure loss is the Alabama game, even though they beat Alabama a year ago. Alabama will circle that. That is in Tuscaloosa. They're going to win that game. But I, there's a couple of ooh, don't fool around. South Carolina is one of those. Arkansas is one of those. But again, it's hard. I mean, with that talent, it's hard not to see them winning ten games. But it'd be funny if they didn't. Well, even ten and two is a disappointment, though. I guess, but they got to win at least first. eleven. No, but I'd say that's the first. If they go ten and two, that is the first evidence that they are taking big steps forward towards an eleven and one, twelve and zero type season. Um, I, I don't. Tommy Guns, we're going to go ahead and bet A and M's going to win more than seven games, and they're going to beat Miami. What? Jeez. I'm not looking at the chat. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's what he wrote. Let's get that bet like real money right now. Um, Put yeah. it in escrow with me. Yeah, I want that bet. Jeff Cameron, show ninety three three Real Talk Radio War Chant. TV. Played it loud, too. Nicely done. Evened it up at one apiece. Guys, you can send me all of the articles you want about Dabo Sweeney's brother getting busted in a child sexual exploitation investigation. Um, and, you know, I appreciate your efforts to get me to talk about this. Uh, it's an ugly, ugly uh, charge, obviously. But there's no way I can talk about Dabo Sweeney's brother being charged with child sexual abuse. There's just no good way for me to mention Coach Sweeney's brother involved in a case like this. It is ugly. Uh I don't know what I would say other than to mention that Dabo Sweeney's brother is charged in a child sex exploitation ring. It's an awful thing. It is noted. Thank you for sending it to me. I don't have a take on Dabo Sweeney's brother being charged with exploiting children sexually. There's no way that I, I can't formulate an opinion other than to say I'm appalled as anybody would be reading about Dabo Sweeney's brother being arrested for exploiting children sexually. I can't imagine what the Sweeney's, Dabo Sweeney, and the rest of the Sweeney's think about their family member being arrested on charges of sexual exploitation of children. So I don't know what you want me to do with the charge of sexual exploitation involving children in the Sweeney family. 
We're going to move forward from that, Tom. There's just no good way for me to discuss it. Take the high road, dude. Got to take the high road on that one. Uh, Probables. In a way we go. Fire it up, good sir. It's time for, how you say, with the pitching, uh, Probables? Brought to you by North Florida Payroll Services. Locally owned for nearly 15 years, offering payroll and HR services, including full online, applicant onboarding, and integration into payroll. Save your company money and headaches today at NorthFordaPayroll.com. Boom. Boop, boop, doop, boop, doop, doop, doop. Pirates, Reds. Two juggernauts going at it. Jesus, the Reds are 3-22. and 22. Did yeah. I see that correctly? That is correct. That is not a misprint. There's a certain amount of pressure that falls on you when facing the Cincinnati Reds at Great American Ballpark, and that is don't lose to the Reds. But we're throwing JT Brubaker. That's our gift to you, Cincinnati. Connor Overton will go for the Reds. He hasn't been bad. One of the few. Royals, Orioles, Carlos Hernandez, Jordan Lyles. The Reds need to get Patty Gasso. That's what they need to do. They'll be right as rain. <laughs> Blue Jays, Guardians, Kevin Gossman. Shane Bieber, White Sox, Red Sox, Vince Velasquez, Nathan Avaldi, Brewers, Braves, Eric Lauer, Jesse Chavez, Tigers, Astros, Bo Brisky, new to the rotation here, uh, Luis Garcia. Just sounds like you have a, a weird, like waiter or waitress mm. in a brisket place, and they, <laughs> they say it weird. You're like, Would you like some brisky? <laughs> Brisket, yeah, yeah that's brisket. I like brisket, it's good. One brisket. One brisket coming up. I can't wait to have the brisket. Man. A's, Twins, Cole, Irvin, Josh, Winder. You like it, the brisket? Nats, Angels, Joan, Adam. Oh. His name's Joan. Angels don't know who they're going to throw, but they know who they were throwing against Boston. Woo! Shohei with a little get you. Rockies, D-backs, Chad Cool. Formerly of the Pittsburgh Pirates, Chad Cool is now 3-0 with a 1-9-0. Oh. God, dog, man. Merrill Kelly will pitch for the D-backs. Rays, Mariners, Matt Whistler, Logan Gilbert. Marlins, Padres, Sandy Alcantara and Hugh Darvish. Cards, Giants, Jordan Hicks, Alex Cobb. Dodgers, Cubs, Tyler Anderson and TBD. Uh, you guys got postponed. Phillies are probably happy, I would think, that they can't blow a six-run lead in the ninth tonight. Would have been Max Scherzer, so they were not apt to have a six-run lead in the ninth tonight. It's unfortunate. Yeah. And the Rangers and the Yankees also got postponed because that, that's a shame. Glenn Otto of Glenn Otto is set to pitch tonight for the Rangers. Welcome to Glenn Otto. I'm Glenn Otto. Garrett Cole was going to pitch for the Yankees, the better of the two. And that is a look at those that shall reside on the bump. Right there as the song ended. You got it. <laughs> oh, man. Where were you watching, Director Matthew, as the six-run lead seemingly statistically insurmountable? He's uh, refused the mic, so I will be his speaker box. Yeah, where were you watching as all six runs evaporated and eventually the go-ahead run as one Starling Marte, formerly of the Pittsburgh Pirates, provided the uh, final blow? Where were you? Were you at home? So he tells me he was at his home, and he did watch all the way to the bitter end. Well, what happens when that when, when that kind of collapse begins to occur 
you can't take your eyes off the car wreck. You're like, oh, I, I see what's happening here. Because usually they're littered with uh, oddities, such as a borderline pitch going the wrong way. There's usually, oh, what a good, you know, off the end of the bat falls between four people. Oh, yeah. really? That That's going to get down. Is it okay? Hannah hit one off the pitcher's leg Yo, and yeah, beat I, out an infield single. I saw that. That was a well-hit ball, at least. Yeah. Um, I think they were shifting and they had it. They had it. Yeah. yeah no, a little unlucky. A little unlucky. Damn shame. Yeah. Then there's usually, there's usually, okay, then there's a double in the gap. So now it's, now it's, we're within a grand slam. Okay. Well, we could be hurt, but they still have to load the bases. Keep throwing strikes. Keep throwing yeah, strikes. Yeah, just throw strikes. Oh, that ball's gone. That ball was pissed on. Okay. That gets interesting. Now you're sitting around. Okay. What do we do here? All right. Well, that's a walk. That's what you don't do. It's within three and there's a walk. Don't do that. Okay, now we're going to get another pitcher. I see where it is here. We're going to get to the lefty-lefty. Double down the line. Oh, second and third. Still nobody out, and they're within three. Great, great. Now what do we do? Do we intentionally load the bases here and hope for no grand slam? Yeah, let's do that and see if we can get a double play. Oh, that one. There's the C&I single. Great. Two runs just scored. We're going to lose. I know that now. I've established now we're going to lose, but I'm going to sit through all of this. WWPGD. What would Patty Gasso do? That's what Joe Girardi should have asked himself. He would have gotten out of it. It's brutal when you watch the the untangling, the mess of it all, and you're for, for, firmly uh, entrenched for it all. You're like, I'm going to see this through. I want to know that I was there for this kind of a collapse. It kind of bonds you to your team in a way. Yeah, you're like, I'm here for you. We're going to go through this together. Good work out of you. Good work, Matthew. Be well, everybody. Have a great weekend. Happy Mother's Day, and we'll talk to you on Monday. 